Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Good morning, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast on this beautiful Tuesday morning. My name is Jen, the host of the P40 Ministries podcast. Once again, thank you for tuning in to share a cup of coffee with me or a cup of tea and to read and discuss the Bible with me. So today we will be talking about Mark chapter 6 verses 45 through 56. Grab your Bible and your cup of hot coffee and I will be reading out the WEB version as I always do. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side to Bethsaida while he himself sent the multitudes away. After he had taken leave of them he went up to the mountain to pray. When evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land, seeing them distressed in rowing, for the wind was contrary to them. About the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea, and he would have passed them by. But they, when they saw him walking on the sea, supposed that it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. But he immediately spoke with them and said to them, Cheer up, it is I, don't be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were very amazed among themselves and marveled. For they hadn't understood about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they had come out of the boat immediately, the people recognized him and ran around that whole region and began to bring those who were sick on their mats to where they heard he was. And wherever he entered into villages or into cities or into the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched were made well. There's a few things about this passage that kind of make me laugh a little bit, and it's specifically about uh, Jesus walking on the water. But let's get to that in a second. So for a quick recap, all the multitudes came to Jesus. He was supposed to be taking a vacation with his disciples and, you know, relaxing with them because they just got back from their really tough journeys, probably for several months going out by themselves and healing people and preaching and doing whatever that Jesus knew that everybody needed a break. So they go to this like desert area, this wilderness basically, just to like chill out for a while. And all of a sudden, all these multitudes are here with Jesus because they saw him going. They saw him probably on the sea. They recognized him. He was a celebrity. So now all of these poor people from all over are like running on foot out to this wilderness to meet Jesus and to see him, to hear him, to be healed, whatever else they wanted to do. So it says that Jesus ended up feeding all of them, all the 5,000 with only five loaves and with two fish. Now there were probably more than 5,000 because I'm sure there were women and children there. So it was probably closer to like 10,000 people, if not more, that Jesus had fed only with a few loaves of bread and with two fish. So at this point, the miracle is all done. And now we leave off here on verse 45, which is what we read today. And it says that immediately right after this is done, after everybody 
ate everything and the baskets, you know, were filled. Twelve baskets were left over filled with food and the disciples gathered all that up. It says that immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and to go ahead to the other side to Bethsaida while he himself sent the multitudes away. (laughs) So the second everybody's done eating and all the leftovers are gathered up into the baskets, he's like, all right, you disciples go into the boat and go to the other side and I will meet you on the other side in Bethsaida. So they're probably like, how is Jesus without a boat going to meet us in Bethsaida? But of course, Jesus had a special plan here, a really really fascinating miracle that he was about to perform while the disciples are getting into the boat and are well fed probably taking the baskets left over with them which by the way there were 12 baskets left over and there were 12 disciples so that's pretty cool that each one of them got a basket to take home (laughs) so god was even thinking about uh the disciples and the disciples families you know because they would have had a ton of food i mean i mean a whole basket of leftover food would have lasted them for maybe a week you know, I don't know. But um, depending on how many kids or family members they had. But one way or the other, they get into the boat. They probably take the baskets with them. And it says that uh, Jesus at this point sends the multitudes away. So he was like, all right, guys, it's time to go home. You've been fed. It's time for you to sleep. You go home and I'm going to go pray. It says that the multitudes listened and they went away so jesus goes up to this mountain because remember they were in a deserted area so he goes up to the mountain by himself and he was praying there so this would have been probably in the late evening if not already the nighttime so jesus is going up to the mountain to pray by himself because he needs that time with his father you know he needs that time to just rest and relax some of my most restful times is after I wake up in the morning I like to sit out on my porch if it's nice outside and just sit there and read and you know uh, pray it's one of my favorite times of the day I really enjoy doing it it's very restful and relaxing and you know I get to go outside and enjoy the the breeze and the nature and the wind and the butterflies and whatever else is outside and then I pray and that's kind of a very peaceful thing that I've been doing I've noticed um in you know I'm not very unfortunately I'm not very consistent with my personal bible reading people always think oh because she is you know doing a bible podcast she's probably always you know doing personal reading no I <laughs> It's not a laughing matter, but honestly, I'm really bad at personal reading. So thankfully, I've gotten myself a little bit more into a routine where I've been sitting out on my porch every day that I can, that it's nice outside, and reading my Bible. And plus, I got myself a cute little devotional book. But anyway, that had nothing to do with this this passage of scripture. But anyway... Uh, Jesus is going up to the mountain to pray to get that rest and relaxation that he needs that can only come from his daily prayers with his father. And uh, I think my point was um, I have felt much more peaceful, much more relaxed, much less anxious ever since I've also gotten into a routine of sitting outside and, you know, drinking my coffee and reading the Bible. And, uh, you know, praying and stuff like that. So it is, there is an amount of rest and relaxation that comes from that 
alone. And so Jesus is taking advantage of that since he has this alone time. So then it says, when evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land and seeing them distressed and rowing for the wind was contrary to them. About the fourth watch of the night, he came out to them walking on the sea. So it's um, it's kind of funny. So it says that evening was already there. Jesus was up on the mountain. He was completely alone. He was praying. And this just shows right here that Jesus is in fact God because he was able to see them in the middle of the night out on the sea. How many miles away? I don't know. And then plus on top of that, it's pitch dark outside and there's a storm happening. Jesus could see them rowing on the sea. That's impossible for a human being to do especially that late at night when it's that dark outside and think about how there was no light pollution back in those days the disciples didn't have any lights i'm sure jesus didn't have any lights i'm sure and there was no lights coming from the city jesus was in the middle of the wilderness i mean it was pitch dark outside so this right here just shows that there's something special about jesus that he's not just a man that he's able to see in the pitch black middle of the night his disciples rowing so he knew about them he knew what was happening there and about this storm and everything so it says that i don't know how much of a storm this was but it was um dark outside it was three o'clock in the morning it says the fourth watch so it had been around two or three in the morning and the wind and the waves were contrary in other words they were opposite of the disciples so the disciples were trying to row to get to Bethsaida and the waves had another idea and were <laughs> trying to give the, you know, give the disciples some trouble and push them the other way. So Jesus sees this and he starts walking out onto the sea and he would have passed them by. So this is the part that makes me laugh so hard. It's just like Jesus is like playing a practical joke on his disciples. <laughs> And probably not really, but it's sort of just funny. So he's just like walking out on the sea and he's just going to like pass them by. <laughs> so finally, the disciples see Jesus like out on the sea. And I don't know how close Jesus was to them. Probably pretty close because they could hear him talking. So he couldn't have been that far away. So he they finally see him and they are so freaked out the disciples they're just like what is that and they think it's a ghost okay so they're so out of their mind afraid and they're screaming and they're like it's a ghost it's a ghost and they're crying out for they all saw him they said and they were all very troubled <laughs> i mean imagine if you saw somebody walking on the sea like that's that's impossible that's absolutely impossible. You wouldn't think that that you were, you'd think you were seeing visions, right? Because it's impossible for somebody to walk out on the sea. But obviously it's not impossible for Jesus because he is God. And it's cool that Jesus keeps showing his disciples in particular how he is God, right? The multitudes didn't necessarily get to see, they didn't get to see Jesus calming the storms and, you know, Jesus uh, walking out on the sea. This was reserved for the 12 disciples who would be the ones to build the church and the foundation of course would be on Jesus Christ and so the disciples were the ones that got to see these really incredulous crazy powerful miracles that Jesus was doing because the disciples were the ones that were going to continue on with Jesus's work and 
exclaim to the entire world that Jesus was in fact God. So that's kind of my point with that. So it says here that uh, he saw that they were all scared. And so he immediately he spoke with them because who knows, they would have capsized in their fear. <laughs> and so he says to them, cheer up, it is I. So he's like, it's me, it's Jesus. Don't be afraid. And he's like, you know, I, I can walk on the sea. Don't be afraid. So then it says he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were very amazed among themselves and they marveled. OK, so that's the other thing that makes me laugh here. Mark completely leaves out that Peter unsuccessfully walked on the water as well. <laughs> And if you heard my first episode in Mark, when I was talking a little bit about this book, you would have heard that Mark was kind of a um, assistant to Peter or a protege or something like that. He, you know, Mark and um, John Mark and Peter were very close. So Mark would have been hearing all of Peter's stories. So it is kind of funny that he leaves out that Peter uh, walked on the water, but um, also it's mentioned in another book of the Bible, but I can't remember which one. But Peter did walk on the water. We find that out. And uh, he kind of unsuccessfully did because, uh, well, he, he started out okay. He did walk on the water. And halfway to Jesus, he starts seeing all these waves coming at him. And he gets so afraid that he immediately begins to sink. So as he's sinking, he screams out, Lord, help me. And Jesus takes Peter's hand and lifts him up and then brings him back into the boat. Actually, we might have talked about that in uh, the book of Matthew, now that I'm thinking about it. So, you know, Peter, even though he began to sink and it was kind of his own fault, right? He lost his faith. He screamed out immediately, Jesus, help me, you know, Lord, help me. And that is what um, we need to do when we make mistakes is even though we purposefully make mistakes sometimes or even accidentally, Jesus is so merciful that even when we make mistakes, that if we call out to him, Jesus, help me, he will help us. So that that's what I think is really cool about Peter and about Peter's mistakes that he was even though he often got into um, trouble <laughs> and often made trouble for himself he was so good at being humble and being like I messed up please forgive me please help me so that's the really really cool thing about Peter and you know it's funny because I kind of relate I think the most with Peter out of anybody um, in the New Testament, I relate very strongly with Peter because um, I'm always making so many mistakes <laughs> and I'm kind of a people pleaser myself. And, you know, there's uh, tons of evidence that Peter was a people pleaser and um, was very afraid. And even Peter's background a little bit is very, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, his background is very legalistic is what I was going to say. And uh, so is mine. So I think it's kind of cool. I just sort of relate to Peter. But anyway, this isn't mentioned here in Mark, but it says that Jesus did get into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were very amazed among themselves and marveled for they hadn't understood about the loaves because their hearts were hardened. So what a weird thing for Mark to add in there. They didn't understand Jesus's miraculous miracle of feeding the 5,000 people. Their hearts were hardened because of it. So maybe they were just so happy 
about, um, or maybe they were just so prideful, you know, they were so happy about Jesus getting all this attention and, you know, them being in Jesus's presence and able to speak directly to him. And they see, you know, Jesus doing this incredulous miracle and their hearts are hardened with pride. We often see that um, pride is what causes a hard heart because Jesus is always talking about the Pharisees and how they have a hard heart and how they are so prideful. It looks to me like the disciples became prideful over Jesus uh, you know, doing that miracle with the 5,000 people and uh, the loaves of bread. So now they're marveling at Jesus because, and they're, ma- they're amazed because of Jesus, because they're seeing him now as God. They're seeing him as God. And their hearts were hardened through the miracle with the uh, 5,000 people. But anyway, it says here that when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. So they were a little far off from Bethsaida, it looks like. (laughs) So they uh, landed in Gennesaret. So then after this, it says that they had come out of the boat and the people immediately recognized Jesus. And they ran around that region. So they came from all over, from all over the different regions. And they came to Gennesaret to see Jesus. And they were bringing their sick people to him wherever they heard he was. It didn't matter if he was in the villages. It didn't matter if he was in the city. It didn't matter if he was in the wilderness or the country. They all came to see Jesus. So Jesus didn't get a break. I mean, the entire thing here in Mark chapter 6 is talking about how much Jesus needed a break but didn't get one kind of because uh, you know he tried to get a break but could not originally and then now (laughs) unable to get a break here in Gennesaret so um, it says here everywhere from all over people were coming to Jesus and they were begging him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment and as many as touched him were made well and we know from the story of the woman with the issue of blood that power in fact does go out of Jesus whenever somebody is healed so I can't even imagine how draining this was on Jesus himself but yet he allowed every single person to touch the fringe of his garment as that woman with the issue of blood did and uh, you know even though it would have been draining for Jesus to do this and probably very tiring he allowed the people who were sick to come to him and to touch him. So I think that's a very important thing to recognize is that Jesus was in fact a servant. You know, when we see him in the New Testament and all these great miracles that he does, we we forget how much of a servant he was and um, how, how stressful his job would have really been to just not get any break, not get any rest, not barely get any food. You know, we talked about on, um, on last Thursday how Jesus ate last. You know, he fed everybody else before he was able to eat. So Jesus was, in fact, a servant. And since Jesus is our greatest model, we are supposed to serve other people in the same capacity that Jesus did, even though it might be draining for us. You know, uh, I can't remember who says it. Maybe it was Peter or James. um, But it says, don't become tired of doing good for other people. Because that's what Jesus did. Even though Jesus was in fact tired, he didn't get tired of doing good. He was always doing good. And we should as well.
But friends, this was Mark chapter 6, verses 45 through 56. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. And uh, friends, I have a brand new fall design in my t-shirt shop. So please navigate over there and take a look at it because it's really cute. It has some pumpkins on it. And uh, I think it says give thanks or always give thanks or something like that. <laughs> I don't even remember my own designs. So you'll have to look at it for me and remind me what it is when you purchase one for a friend or family member. <laughs> But I'll drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.